Time for the Thomas Guide to All Things Political. John Thomas on The Bill Handel Show. Cambridge Analytica filing for bankruptcy has been vilified for activities that are not only legal but also widely accepted. The siege of media coverage has driven away virtually all of the company's customers and suppliers. KFI Handel here. And it is Friday. It's time for the Thomas Guide to Politics with John Thomas, our consultant extraordinaire. And uh, John, just before I say hello, do you have something to say? Bill, it's Free Movie Friday with Adam Tickets. Wow. It's back. Wow. They're giving you a chance to win free movie tickets. So, Bill, will you text them now? Okay. Text reporter to Adam1. That's A-T-O-M-1 for your chance to win Adam Tickets apps, the 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 app, you, you order your tickets and your concessions ahead of time, standard data, and text messaging rates apply. How was that? I've got wood. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm going home. All right. Robin, please. <laughs> All right. John, the world of politics. Uh, oh, God. Uh, just real quickly, because Michael Cohen and Rudy Giuliani, I mean, we got so much to cover. Uh, but first of all, uh, this uh, has come out uh, that Cambridge Analytica is just shutting down. Now, this is a hugely successful company. You've used them, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't do anything more wrong than anybody else. They're competitors. I mean, they do exactly the same thing. And they're just and they're shutting out, shutting down. Uh, they've lost clients. Yeah, this is a classic case of brand challenges it's not so much that their product was wrong product was fine as good as anybody else who supplies that kind of product it was that the ceo got caught on an undercover tape talking about how he can extort people and puts uh, prostitutes in people's hotel rooms that's not so good for the brand the image of the brand and also just the broader yeah. idea that they got yeah. something that they shouldn't have got that they might be a bad actor poisoned the well so much that Lots of client, lots of consultants I know pulled their business from them simply because they didn't want to receive a call from a reporter saying, "Why are you working with Cambridge Analytica? I see a hundred thousand dollar bill." So was it the CEO? Uh, what his was it his actions mm-hmm. that did it? Was it the fact that they used that information wrongly because they were hired to, to do the op research, uh, the oppo research anyway? Uh, and so I don't quite understand I, I, other than I the CEO. It, well, I think it was the one-two punch. First, the the idea that they stole, use improperly used people's data. They got something they shouldn't have had, although technically it was Facebook yeah. that gave it to them. But that started the controversy. And then, the, of course, the, the extortion remarks kind of sealed the deal. But it just goes to show, uh, you know, the guys that – Well, and remember, you also have a disgruntled former employee from Cambridge – who's been on the talk show circuit for the last two months, just slamming Cambridge and how they unlawfully or, or, or un, uh, knowingly inappropriately used this data that they got. So I think that also did the deal was there was a spokesman against the group on every news station. Now, Steve Bannon was vice president one time, right? Mm-hmm. Did he found the company? I don't believe he was the founder, but he, he was around the same time that it was founded because um, – a, a billionaire who who put a, who put the seed capital in, um, Bannon went with that billionaire. It was the Mercer family. Got it. And then so, uh, so they're toast. But here's the thing: uh, I mean, the CEO is going to have a tough effort finding another gig. But all of those 
data geeks and the products. I mean, they're just going to reassemble under another name. Uh, and and, and do are, the same thing. And do the same thing. And remember, there are, gosh, domestically, I'd say there are three or four companies that provide that exact product. So it's not as if they had this, you know, magic in a bottle that nobody else had. It's they they provide data analytics packages that lots of campaigns use. All right. You're pretty tied into what's going on with the uh, Trump folks. Mm -hmm. uh, Rudy Giuliani went on Sean Hannity and even Sean Hannity was stunned at what should have been just puffball questions. And what kind of damage did Rudy Giuliani do? And his team is sandbagged or so the reports are coming out. So give us the insight on that. Well, this, this is so fascinating to me because on the one hand, I can see why President Trump was attracted to Giuliani because here's a guy who's a lawyer, a former prosecutor, uh, has media chops, has political chops. He potentially has the perfect blend of things. Yet uh, in an environment where words, every single syllable truly matters, Giuliani just seems to let it rip. I mean, I think we saw an interview this morning on, on ABC where Giuliani says Trump has a 50-50 shot at getting subpoenaed. Wait, you, just don't, you, just don't, <laughs> you just don't go around as the president's attorney being cavalier about those kinds of things because that will whip up. I, I don't think what Giuliani fully understands is that what he says, even in a one-sentence blip, where I know Giuliani was thinking when he said that 50-50 shot, he was basically saying the follow-up sentence is what he was thinking, which was, and it's my job to prepare for that 50% chance that he does get subpoenaed. That's my job. But there's a chance he doesn't, too. But he doesn't realize that the takeaway right, is that, is 50 is, is, 50. Is that the, you just yeah. admitted and that President Trump is now going to have to deal with the next week's news cycle of undoing that mess. Uh, Giuliani uh, – Totally contradicting everything that Michael Cohen said, everything the president said. You remember that Air Force One mm -hmm. impromptu press conference and effectively calling them, well, saying that that's not what happened. Here is the truth. And that is the president did pay uh, the $130,000, but he really didn't pay. What he did is they gave Michael Cohen $35,000 a month for effectively doing nothing, but just to take care of things, uh, which, of course, is ridiculous as far as a retainer is concerned. Um, what kind of harm do you think there that you're now getting three different stories? Well, Giuliani said later that evening to the Washington Post that he had Trump's authorization to make that particular statement. Did he? Well, look, I think he probably did because it makes sense from a broader legal shift to sh if you can alleviate any criminality that Cohen might have done there, ah. that perhaps Cohen might not flip on Trump. Got it. So I want to take a break and I want to come back because there's two issues there. And that is maybe they did everything they should have in terms of any criminal liability and the worst thing they could have done for political, uh, they, they could be politically attacked for political mm -hmm. liability. Although I don't know if there's ever going to be political liability with Donald Trump. I can explain that. Please. We'll come back and then also your chance to win a thousand dollars upon our return. Meantime, uh, Amy. KFI handle here on a Friday morning. Uh, some of the big stories that we're covering: a volcano eruption in uh, Hawaii, the Kulue, uh, the Kalauehu, the Kulauehu, the, the that Hawaiian-sounding volcano. 
uh, is uh, is erupting. And, oh, you get to uh, change your uh, password and uh, your uh, Twitter site, right? Because, um, well, let's just say 336 million users, uh, a bug was found in their system, and so new passwords. So for those of you that hacked into Bill123, it no longer is. It's, it's, uh, it's Bill1234? <laughs> yeah. Is that the password now? Yeah. All right, and here's your chance to win some cash. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword cash to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's cash to 200-200. If you win, you're going to be notified with a phone call. You need to answer that call. Suzanne in Lancaster answered the call and won $1,000. There's a chance to win every Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. All right, we're back. Uh, John Thomas with The Thomas Guide. Uh, the Thomas Guide on all social media and uh, a commentator, regular commentator on CNN, where you see Thomas, uh, John Thomas, and right underneath that, the punching bag uh, is, what, <laughs> right. is what the cry on <laughs> reads. Uh, all right. So, John, you were just about to explain uh, the politics of uh, Rudy Giuliani totally contradicting what Michael Cohen had said, what the president had said in terms of the hush money that was paid and uh, the thin line that he is uh, now navigating saying uh, it, the fact that the way he did it, he did pay the money, but it's a personal uh, endeavor. This is a personal issue. It wasn't campaign money. Obviously he's trying to keep that off the, uh, off the table, but the politics admitting that Trump's a liar, Michael Cohen's a liar. What does that do? Well, it has yet to be seen what exactly will happen. I mean, look, Rasmussen came out with a tracking poll today, had President 51% approval. Uh, but that tracker rolls over a three-day period, three period, so it wasn't quite cooked in the cake. Um, we, we'll know uh, two weeks from now really what, what's happened from this. But it, it has set off an interesting uh, test in the sense of, how loyal, how much do people care about this incident or the president's relationship with the truth? I don't think the people who hate Trump will continue to hate him and just say, aha, you know, the latest. And the people who like Trump will say, yeah, I've always known this is kind of who he is. He right. changes the story. But what's been fascinating to watch even play out on Fox News as of yesterday some of the pro-Trump hosts, like Neil Cavuto, have really taken the president to task on this. And that's really a shift because typically Fox hosts have just kind of looked the other way and haven't brought it up. But Cavuto made the statement yesterday where he said, Mr. President, your relationship with the truth is your swamp. You, know, you need to fix this because you can't just categorically deny one thing and then the next say – it's just completely the other. That's just that is a problem. And so we'll see if that starts seeping into Trump's electorate and his base. I just don't think it does because the news cycle moves so fast. There's so much information that it's just so there's too much going on for it fully to be absorbed. Now, if we were if Trump was up for reelection at this point in time it would hurt. and there were TV ads doing the side-by-side -side comparison, it would hurt. All right, so that's my next question. I know you're involved in a fair number of campaigns here in California, and we talk almost on a daily basis because I'm fascinated by how you're running the campaigns. And, of course, my goddaughter, uh, Jen, works for you. 
And, uh, of course, that was uh, your choice. Uh, I didn't say, if you don't hire her, you're never going to appear on KFI again. Yeah, you didn't say uh, that at no, all. No, I didn't say that at all. Uh, but <laughs> She's actually incredible. Yeah, I know. No, yeah. She's, she's very good. But uh, the point uh, I'm making is the, the midterms are coming up in June. Is the three days prior to that election day probably the most the three most important days? It's what, what's going to happen that week. It's going to literally almost decide uh, which way it's going to go. Potentially. I mean, you have early voting that weighs in California. We have a, a big chunk of voters that early vote. But there also is an argument that those early voters are the heavy partisans. They've, they've already taken their quarters. So, yes, uh, normally, pre-Trump, when the, new, the news cycle, you could say two weeks out, was fairly set in terms of what voters was a top issue going to Election Day. Now it's 48 hours. It could be 72 hours. If something fundamentally shifts it could be north korea it could be Mueller, whatever and that becomes the dominant thing it could cause in what we call the generic ballot it could cause a three or four point swing and that could save the house or ruin it all right john thank you we'll talk again next week you have a good one thanks bill all right coming up it's going to be foodie friday neil savedra joins us uh the history of cinco de mayo if you're sober enough to actually pay attention kfi am 640